0: I'm sitting with producer Alan Maher, known for Song of Granite, Citadel and Knuckle and also selected as one of European Film Promotion's Producers on the Move, so congratulations and and thanks for meeting me today. Thanks Mark. Um, I guess my first question would be is where did it all start for you?
1: Uh, um, Well actually when I was very young I um, was very shy and my parents sent me to drama classes, so I was an actor for... Uh, well i started acting when I was 10 Um, I had my first little role in a film when I was 10 years old in a series Um, and then I kept I was acting on and off and and started to have less and less interest in school I just hated school and never wanted to go anymore so I did various little bits and bobs and I joined the Dublin Youth Theatre which was uh, very influential and that led to me even trying to do some directing and wrote some short plays for them as well, and and was very busy. And and then when I finished uh, with all that, and finished with school, I went to Samuel Beckett Centre to study acting and drama school. And then I, when I finished that, I went to the UK and did some uh, some more pieces of work like Cracker and what else I do? Uh, uh, some other TV series and then I did a film here um, in Ireland that did okay, but I suppose at a certain point uh, I started to realize that it wasn't really, it didn't feel like anything ever changed in terms of acting, nothing right. led to something else, so it yeah. wasn't as if I was really getting any traction, so everything was as tough after a role as it was sort of before I got the role, and even all yeah. these, and I think that becomes very frustrating when you're, even though I was very young, but I was out of work for like a year or 18 months, and at yeah. that point it just you don't have any control, and you don't, and it's, it can be very it's a very tough life and actually I don't think I was I was very limited as an actor I don't think I could have there wasn't much I could I could do a little bit of of comic acting but and I was pretty good at that but it wasn't it wasn't something I could really see myself um, becoming a, a full-time actor and, and the challenges and in, in, especially in the Irish industry at that time would have been there wouldn't have been that many opportunities right. but even yeah. now a lot of actors move to, to London anyway yeah. uh, and and further afield and then at that point I I'd already started it produced a play just but mainly just to kind of get casting directors and to see me that I acted in myself and so I had a little bit of the knowledge of producing. I mean, I was a terrible theatre producer and we lost (laughs) lots of money, but at least I did it. And then I started working while I was waiting for acting jobs. Back here in Ireland, I worked with David Raine, who was at Vinegar Hill Productions, a production company. And David's having great success at the moment with School Life um it's directed by uh, Nassani and keenon who's fantastic so um and david did a lot of documentaries there and i was and he brought me into the company and tried, and put together the drama slate which was very challenging and, and because again i was quite inexperienced and i still hadn't quite settled on what i wanted to be and anyway then i produced a short film for the uh, under the irish film board short cuts Scheme, which yeah. then became Signatures, which is now Focus Shorts. So <laughs> that was my first uh, full-producing job. And then, mm-hmm. because it seems very long, but then, anyway, Element. I worked, worked with Element and Ed Guiney and Andrew Lowe. I was their Head of Development for a few years, and that was r- really an amazing experience, and I learned so much from those guys who are really, really fantastic. And they were just starting off, and then uh, I worked with Simon Perry, the film board, um, for six and a half years and then I set up this company after that. There you go, that's a good part of history. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, so
0: you, you got a taste for, for production
1: then? Yeah, I mean I kind of fell into it. I mean mainly I was more script, I wanted to be a development person really, I liked scripts and then I I never, I didn't come up through production so I had a different set of skills, sounds like Liam Neeson, but I'd like, <laughs> I'd, I different, I'd come through, uh, so I didn't have a. Um, yeah, I, d- I didn't have that experience of being on the ground in production, which mm. which a lot of producers do. I was coming from development and then post uh, element, and while I was at element, uh, even though I didn't do it at element, but I learned a lot from Andrew Lowe and Ed Geinie about uh, financing. You know and how to put that together. And when I was at the board, I, I learned, of course, even more. as we were across films and closing films and closing the finance and films, mm. and sales and distribution, which I. Um, were all areas I, I wouldn't have really thought about so much before and then subsequently it's kind of become where I've Seemed to be doing uh, Putting a lot of effort into is, is that side of things. So I do love being a creative producer, but yeah. um, Oddly enough, I've seem to have gotten into more of the financing and closing, but every producer does lots of different things yeah. It's hard to kind of pin down. You wouldn't, you wouldn't describe yourself as
0: a specifically a a creative No, not anymore.
1: I probably would at one point, I mean, I think, but not now. I I just think that that that's... I do love, I mean, I do work very closely with the directors we're working with and uh, and, and it it sort of varies. I mean, like Pat Collins on Song of Granite, Pat is an auteur, essentially isn't he. Hmm. I mean, it's what part has a vision for his films, and you back that vision, you support it. Yeah. It's not, and with his writing partners, Sharon Woolley and uh, Owen Read out they have, um, uh, you know, very much a... Uh, and his editor, Tiger Sullivan, uh, and Richard Kendrick, who shoots his films, and uh, John Brennan, who does the sound. I mean, there's really a, a team there that that, you know, realizes Pat's vision and to say I don't my role on that wasn't to kind of stand beside Pat on you know on set and, or sit in the edit like 24 hours a day I mean it, it was there just to try as best I could to kind of give him the tools he needed to make the film and then subsequently put the film in a space where it can be exploited you know internationally um, they were the kind of main tools and I do have a producing partner Jesse Fisk who Thankfully, would have taken care of a lot of the production stuff on that as I was closing the film, you know, which was challenging. But, but you know, <laughs> um, um,
0: so later this week you're going, you're heading off to Canada. Yeah. Producers on the move. So what, what? What is producers on the move?
1: Um, it's a uh, oh god, I like get this right. It's like <laughs> it, it's, it's it's um a European film promotion initiative. It selects um producers from a number of European countries who then go and uh, I suppose represent those companies as a producer on the move and it, it's mainly there I think really to encourage co-productions and to work with the other, co-produ- the other producers who were there from various other countries and try and build up those relationships so as a result of those relationships you could work together and find films organically that, that, yeah. that you can develop or produce together and it creates a little bit, I mean it, it, it puts your name in... in uh, in front of people to a degree I and mean, when people pay attention. We have um you know, dinners and uh, case studies and speed dating and all these different things. Speed dating for filmmaking as well yes, as yes. To just life of speed dating be <laughs> <laughs> kinda weird. But like it's um yeah, so that was uh so but it, it's 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 really a great honour and um it's uh, and the other producers seem really great and a lot Have of producers, I've okay. met some, Chris Martin who um, uh, works from Belfast, um, I know quite well, he okay. produced uh, Good Vibrations, yeah. which when I was at the Irish Film Board I was across as an exec and uh, I know Chris very well, he's a lovely, lovely guy
0: mm.
1: and really talented and, and, uh, and really cool. Chris sort of has his, you know, he really, kind of has his finger on the pulse of what's going on. He's got a really, really kind of natural um, ability to kind of sniff out really, really good projects. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a pleasure um, being there with Chris because he's such a lovely guy. And I don't know any of the others yet, but it's fine. And then we'll, uh, yeah, and that's really it. And then that kind of, it gives you, I suppose, a platform as much as anything can to then utilise that to, uh, you know, help get perhaps... Some of the tougher meetings, or it puts something in context. But um, I'd probably be in Cannes anyway, because you know, yeah. I'll be doing my own meetings. And but it's really nice, and it's a great honor, and I was delighted to be um, selected. And and it felt like um, it felt like it. has been a kind of a good year so far, so that felt like something else positive. that can come out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and are you bringing uh, a
0: you, you bring any project with you too?
1: E, well, <laughs> we we have that we've been developing. Well, with Song of Granite, we're still we've still got. Um, some territories to sell, and and yeah. we Song of Granite. We kind of went and slightly unusual route with that, which when, when we'd had the film finished, we decided to go to South West, um, yeah. which has been very good to Irish films in the past, like Citadel and Charlie Casanova and Patrick's Day and um, I'm Not a Serial Killer, which was there last year. So we and Janet Pearson, who runs the festival, and Jim Colmar, who programs international films are just brilliant people, lovely, and when Janet and Jim uh, invited us, um, we um, it was unusual in that it, perhaps we wouldn't think it was a natural home sometimes for, for Song of Granite, but I think the music elements um, in Song of Granite and the music side of Southwest West um, help. it was part of the decision. I mean, my main reason was that it's great festival and Janet and Jim were brilliant programmers and it's and it was again I was just delighted and and to be there and to have that relationship with Janet and Jim is amazing um but again it's a festival that still feels like it's growing it still hasn't hit its which I think is great it's on the way up and like it's it's but yeah and then when we went there we just out of that we um we, one well, my main goal was to secure US distribution for it okay, so cool. because if you're going to premiere at a US festival you, you kind of want to get um, a US deal mm-hmm. um, uh, so we I'd always been very fond of Oscilloscope who mm-hmm. years ago um, and that was started by Adam Yorch um, from Beastie Boys who, who sadly passed away a few years um, ago he was, but he was great and he uh, and his, his wife is still very much involved and they released Kisses uh, an Irish film by Lance Daly, some years ago, and I'd met the team then with, uh, with the Irish producers MacDara Callagher and Morgan Bush introduced me and and got on very well, um, and Dan Berger who's now taken over, and is running the thing. We he and I know each other very well, and I, sort of was very persistent in that, uh, and Pat really liked their work as well because their library of titles is brilliant, and yeah. we want to be in that library, and, and Pat was really keen on on This so, I mean, I felt um, if I can do this and get this work, it, it, then Pat will be happy, and, and and we were happy. And myself and Jesse, it's um, really targeted, as a scope, <laughs> and, it really, uh, and it worked out. And we're delighted. I mean, it, the idea that we just, I mean, the main goal with this film because it's in black and white, it's Irish language, um, it's about Sean Nose singing, you know, Sean Nose yes. singer. Um, you just have to get it in front of an audience because once people see it, they they love it. But it, it's, it's getting over all of those challenges and saying, look, just come to the cinema and watch this. And it's a very cinematic experience. So that was the main goal. And, and hopefully we'll have a release. Well, we know we will have a theatrical release, but hopefully it will be in November is what we're hoping, but let's see. Um, and it's, um, yeah, it was really, so that was that was vital. And so with Sonic Granite and Cannes, we'll still be looking for... Uh, some uh, sales and we'll also be there with um, a project with working title Trade which Marco Halloran wrote, he wrote Viva and Garage, Adam and Paul and Hong Kao who directed a film called Lilting which was at Sundance a few years ago is yeah. uh, directing and, and with the Bureau are co-producing and Protagonist is selling that so we'll be there to um, maybe see if we can shore up some financing that we're nearly financed on it, but yeah. we'll, and we have a film called Venice of the North, a documentary that Tom Burke is shooting um, in Utah, Alaska, that we're going to be there with, and we're just about to do a film, with, a documentary with Jim Sheridan that we will, and Colin Quinn, um, that we will probably be talking about as well, it's, and, and future projects, Jess is a cross-project with... Uh, Kirsten Sheridan that we will also be, be pushing so uh, be various things it's it, it's hard to know I mean like some of it will be creating relationships and building relations and others will be just like for example getting out all the different distributors of Simon Granite together and coming up with a, uh, a kind of a unified approach to it so there's like practical sitting down and other things to yeah. try and get people together to get the closing something going and then uh, so there's it's not just kind of uh, network actually we will be doing work just closing um, things and getting things moving and and, um, progressing things as well.
0: Have you worked with Mark and how on previous projects? No I know
1: Mark very well from uh, uh, from being an actor I think. Uh, I mean Mark is still acting he's a brilliant actor but that's when I think I first met him Um, and I got to know him a bit during Adam and Paul um, Period. I mean, I, I didn't do anything on the film. I watched a couple of cuts, but it was... Yeah, I'd known him a bit from that, and that was uh, it. And then when I left the film board, I just approached him and said, but did you have anything you'd like to... To work on, and he said, "Well, yeah, have, um, I have this play that I want to do uh, an adaptation of for film, and I um, and we talked about. It. I love the idea, and then we eventually had um, we found Hong, and Hong came on as director, and he's been uh, brilliant. Like he really kind of immersed himself in the film and, and loved the script. I Have to say, it's a really good script. I yeah. think we're allowed to say that <laughs> it's a really really good script. So, and then we've just been." And then mark work mark is such a brilliant writer, but he he just he takes such care with what he does, and mm-hmm. no line is wasted, no line of dialogue, no no scene direction, nothing everything has uh, has a meaning to it and it's uh so and Hong really engaged with that Nilton's is a beautiful film and it's been um it's been a real pleasure actually and the bureau we're co-producing with in the u k who who did um forty five years and, and weekend and they and Daphne and Lean on Pete is their latest film and uh, Andrew Haig so they are been terrific as well so it's been a very pleasant experience so that far um, <laughs> it's, it's actually been yes that's where Mark and I would probably have known each other and whereas I cross anything at the board oh Viva I started like that was the Cuban uh, film uh, which uh, Treasure produced which is excellent I love that film and um, I would have been sort of in the early days I would have been across that when they came yeah. into the board and uh, I think that was it really. I down to the board garage I was across a little bit, but um yeah, that was mainly how I'd work with them. Okay, uh, cool. but but the film board means you kind of get to know everybody yeah, in a way. Brilliant. Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, what I know you've worked on a lot of documentaries before. Mm. What what projects do you like to get involved in?
1: Well, um it depends. With documentaries when I was at the film board I sort of took care of documentaries and I became very passionate about them, especially creative, you know it, Actually, not especially. Only creative documentaries. I I don't really have any interest in uh, TV-style docs, or or, uh, I don't really um, uh, have, you know. So they can be very good with kind of more current affairs, or and certainly not kind of factual TV. And that sounds very snobby, but anyway, but not factual (laughs) TV. Sort of not because I can do, but I just I'm not very good at that stuff. So I don't know what I'd kind of bring to kind of that sort of factual. Drama. So factual um, documentaries. What am I saying? All oh, documentaries are factual. I'm kind of tripping myself up now. Well, yeah, <laughs> factual TV. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we 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 really did put a lot of time into trying to um, push creative documentary, put it back in the cinema. There had been some great um, creative docs before we uh, um, before myself and Simon Perry started, but when we we're there, we really did put our weight behind just finding people who wanted to make films for the big screen, documentary films and I mean work like Colony or um his and hers and Knuckle and uh The Pipe. That was great. Um and The Summit and uh what else were we doing that time? Met at Lunch was really good. Uh there was uh, Wave Riders, Saviors. Um it was it was a really good uh Run of excellent documentaries, and I think there was a period of time where I felt that the work we were doing in documentary was was as strong, if not stronger, than some of the work that was happening on the drama side, yeah. and the narrative like, side. Do
0: you feel like you have more creative input? on
1: I think at the film board, definitely, yeah. definitely at the film board, because you only have you so few people. So if we're on Knuckle, we had we I mean, essentially had ourselves and uh, Ian Palmer, Michael Doyle. Uh, who shot it? Um, with Ian and uh, the editor Ollie Huddleston and Teddy Leefer in the UK as a producer, and myself and Nick Fraser right, right, that storyboard. So that was it really, though. I mean, there's really nobody else. So you kind of have a team of five or six people. And in the edit, that would have been like myself, you know, Ian, Ollie, Teddy, and and Nick. And then when we're exploiting it, it was really just myself and Teddy who are working together on it. So you do get really closely involved. I mean, you get. You 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 have to be because because producers were looking to you to kind of really take on that exact producer role and to help the film and help shape the film, and it depends. I mean, depends. on the bigger films, sometimes it would be a bit you're just another voice in the room as so if you're a financier. You were trying to. Con- it wasn't like you ever tried to control it, but you were. It was necessary. You were needed, and you felt needed. And actually, Keith Potter, who was across Song of Granite for the Irish Film Board, acted like that as well. He. Yeah. He was, you know, a genuine exact producer on it. He liked it. Everything. He was there with us all the way through, and he was. You pick up the phone at any point, and he, and he had a really great um, feeling for what the film was, and and I think that's what you can look for. And and it often is the smaller films that, I, I think anybody has who's funding or financing or have have much more input into it. Kind of feels because if they get too big, you, you can get to rough cuts where you know there's like. Fifteen people in the room, and as yeah. everyone is jostling for position and yeah. say something or at this film, you know, and trying to get their voice heard, um, and it's it's it, sometimes more intimate because I mean the work often you can't give notes in a crowded cinema. It, it's it's not crowded, but you know a cinema um, uh, a screening room half full of people. You it's it's better to sometimes just sit down with people and work it out because mm. I mean sometimes a cut is like why don't you try this and if that works then you can see or if it doesn't work at least you can see it and that's always been the sort of basis of of anything i suppose dealing with creative people is you just ask them to try it 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 may not work but just please try this and let's see if it works and if it doesn't that's absolutely fine i'm not going to force you to do it but, (laughs) but please just try it and see and you might find that that unlocks something, you know. Yeah. But as Lenny Abram said, it's like when people give notes on films, this is going to a long place. But as Lenny said, sometimes the notes you listen to all the notes because that specific note may be wrong, but what it um, what it means for the film as a whole could be right. So it's just there's something there's something that isn't quite working. So it's like trying to figure out what that is. It may not be specifically what the notes about, but don't disregard it because it could be it, there's something else there that they might be getting at that if you just take the time and go okay well maybe not be that but maybe the reason they feel that they're not emotionally engaged at that stage is that something didn't happen you know something yeah. happened ten minutes before that we need to look at and then if I yeah. help with that scene then that other scene will, will work yeah. so it's, it's kind of listening to all that sort yeah. of thing I guess when you're working with something so closely yeah. you sort of
0: you need something who's a little more detached. Than yeah. The... Well, sometimes
1: I like it's. I mean, not all opinions are good opinions, and uh, and you have to kind of engage with films on their own terms. Not you mm-hmm. can't like say, well, this film should be more commercial. Oh, I don't I hate that. I think being commercial is is very difficult if you're not going to put the money behind promoting it anyway. So it's like, uh, yeah. Anyway, but um, yeah. But yeah, documentaries are great. I love documentaries. We're doing. We we we're doing some. We're working with Kieran Cassidy, who's fantastic. Uh, so we're working with Colin Quinn and Jim Sheridan on a doc. Tom Burke's uh, doing a doc with us. Um, uh, who else? Oh, uh, Una Kearney is going to do something with us too. Um, so we've got a lot of of documentaries working we're still working with Ian Palmer and something as well. So we've we've uh, we've got a good slate of docs, but they're hard work, and they're not for. And they need to be hard work. I don't know if there's ever going to be a, a, a point in time where docs are going to be like so well-funded yeah. that you don't have to worry. I think you have to strive to... They're passion projects and just put as much as you can into them and, and not worry about making too much money because they, they really don't... Um, or if they do, it's great. Um, But um, uh, I think it's more for... That you really have to believe in them and, and want them to succeed in yeah. a different way. Well, there you go.
0: And so a big part of producers on the move is meeting these yeah. people from other European countries. So I guess coming from a small country, Ireland, how important are co-productions for the um, Irish film industry?
1: Well, they're vital. I think that it's very hard, hard to. Um, uh, it's because it's are just a small country, and we we do rely on support really from outside of Ireland or or. Different uh, co production structures, um, it's difficult because here we don't, we don't, we have the Irish Film Board, which is fantastic, and we have a very good um, tax uh, credit, um, Section four hundred and one. So they're, both of those are really great for film. I'm talking about film as opposed to TV drama or anything, but there really isn't um, any sort of, there's no, there's no uh, equivalent of BBC Films or Film 4 here. Um, and that can make it uh, and there's no kind of equivalent scheme to say EIS in the UK which is a slightly different thing but so we have to look outside to, to mainly kind of fill the gap um, in a way and the BAI Broadcasting Authority of Ireland are very um, very supportive uh, but still can broadcaster driven and TG Cahir, who involved in Song of Granite were excellent yeah they're launching Cine4 which is this new scheme which sounds great um, for feature length um, Irish language films but we had to, we did, working with co-productions is, co-producers is very important and Simon Perry who ran the film board for six years when I was there really pushed creative co-productions really a lot the idea that you would work with there might be a film here that's that, that, that you know originated from a different country but they could do some work here and then that and then you could get into the idea of reciprocity with those other producers so they would then another irish film would would then work in whatever sweden or finland or luxembourg um, or Brussels or belgium it's it's it's, it's um so it, it's it's vitally important i mean we we have tended thus far to kind of look closer to to the uk um and the work that we've been doing yeah. uh and but song of granite was a co-production with with canada and uh with uh Martin Paul, who's in Quebec. Um, Seems
0: like a lot of Irish Canadian productions are happening. Recently.
1: Yeah, well, it's Canadian. There's co-production treaty that you, that people yeah. will can avail of, which is which is great. Um, and, and Canadians are also always looking outside for co-production possibilities as well. And there's a shorthand uh, for different financiers to work with each other. So co-productions are, are very important. I mean, they, they, but the, it's, it's finding partners who you can work with mm. well and who kind of get the project, so not just. Films that are trying to secure funding from different places, but there's, you know, there's something organic about it. But it is um, if you find the right projects, it can work very well. And there's, um, Irish producers who are very very good and very strongly doing the sort of co-productions. But again, it's just finding the right people and finding the people that you, uh, feel that you can naturally work with and yeah. can can uh and get whatever your vision is for the piece. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's good. Yeah.
0: Do you, do you think the Irish film industry would, would be able to ever go it alone? Do you think?
1: Um. Ever? Yeah. Sure. I mean, like it all depends. Like I mean, it depends. What, it's. It's. I mean, co-productions are what they are. I mean, they're not like. They don't. I wouldn't say that it's either or. I mean, they're just. They're um. Uh, sort of a, a means of support. There. They're, there's a means to an end there, and and, I think they're a very healthy thing. I mean, I think without it, it would be. And, and you do. You do get the input from. Very from excellent co-producers, so I think it would be. It, 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 there's no reason for us to go along. but but Darts film goes it alone, says all the time. A Young Offenders was was you know I wasn't a co-production. Uh, I don't think a day from Mad Mary was a co-production. I have to check that, but I don't think so. Um, Handsome Devil did not as a co-production. I mean, it's there's a lot of different ways to do it. It's just um at a certain level at a certain scale everybody will have to bring in someone else or there's also market money out there so I mean the idea that you do you could bring in you know sales advance or you know um, or a minimum guarantee from different territories you know there's different ways to do it so certainly I mean for commercial films now it's it's very possible you could go to somebody like Universal and they could you know put up a really healthy MG for Ireland on a film that we deserve so there is um uh there, there are other opportunities but um, on a certain scale co-productions can can be very useful and it's not um again i think the it's it's a way of getting films made and getting films on the screen and and supporting talent and supporting the industry it's um and if you can make it work it's it's fantastic and it's perfectly helpful but um, and it, yeah, it just depends on what structure you, you, you what structure fits I mean comedies tend to be uh, uh, sometimes difficult in translation you know mm. um, it would be um, it might be a little tough to get those certain sensibilities um, across different Territories,
0: anyway. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, so you've mentioned that you worked in the Irish and yeah. and you also have your own production company, yeah. Marcy Films. What what's what are the differences between, um, between the kind of public and private? Uh, are well, areas?
1: it's huge differences. I mean, when we set we set it up as Roads Entertainment initially with uh, Danielle Ryan. And then, uh, which is part of the roads group, and th- and Danielle was very supportive, and we had a good three years, I think, maybe three and a half years, where Danielle was, and we were running the company together. But as Danielle and Richard, her uh, husband and, and business partner, decided to to focus in different areas, and at that point we'd we we're sort of self sufficient anyway, and um, from what the work we'd done, uh, it felt like the right time that we we. Kind of parted ways and set so set up Marcy Films that Jesse now runs within Jesse Fisk. So that's been uh, really rewarding, and we've been and those three years are vital for any company because it gave us the time and uh, the support to develop um, projects to a certain level, um, and that was really really vital for us. Um, but the difference is, I mean, uh, well, I suppose you have to think about. Paying the bills every <laughs> month. I mean, the bills in terms of the office and staff and all that kind of thing, and that becomes a priority, and the company is a priority. Yeah. Um, I mean, but, it's. Are pros
0: and cons. Yeah,
1: I mean, the film board was was brilliant and it was it was great, but you know, there's a lot of there's a, there's people who will never be happy with some of the recommendations um, one or the group makes. So. We have to be it, it and eventually it It was very difficult. we worked very, very hard, as as people may find that hard to believe, but we actually did work really hard and and it um uh, it's you're very much in the kind of i suppose in in Ireland people know who you are to to a degree and and some people I said will be happy with what you've said, some people are unhappy and and I think eventually it also was good to refresh those roles you know I think it's good that that we we guys were there at that time kind of moved on and and i think it's it's a healthy thing and i think the industry needs more of those sort of the idea i think that you could have a career in ireland is vital for people starting out That's okay well i'll work at this company for a while then i will work at that company and then i might set up my own company or i might go and work at the film board or i might go and do this or like that you kind of well this is your career oh i see you've done all sorts of different things i think the most healthy thing about the industry is that a company has element or, you know, specifically element is that, you know, you could be a producer who goes, works for element. As mm-hmm. And Wario Martin's working with element at the moment and he's brilliant. And that these companies have a scale to them now that you can actually go in and and there can be consolidation and people can work together. So we're not just all out on our own, like trying to put tiny companies or, or or one-man shows, which are all good, but like it's actual... Growth, and I think with the film board, it gave me a lot of contacts and uh, experience, and um, and I learned loads, especially from Simon Perry, He's my mentor, really. And it was uh, it, w- it was very rewarding eventually, but it was tough, and we we you know we did care about films. We didn't care yeah. how successful they were, how successful they weren't. There was and. You will be sitting in a cinema at times. And it was brilliant. When a film went well, that one had really pushed. It was amazing. And then when they don't go so well, you're very disappointed for everyone. And But we spent a lot of time. And on the documentaries, I, I spent a whole lot of time trying to get them into festivals and trying to help and trying to get them distribution and sales. And that was really brilliant. I, I, and I think the only, again, because in the documentaries, nobody else was really doing that. So I had to learn from scratch, really, who the festival's important festivals were, who the important sales agents were, who the yeah. important distributors were and um, that gave me, uh, I had no choice but to do that in order to try and help the documentary area be successful, I had to learn how to make it successful, but at this point it is but that is the whole thing is now you make your own choices, you make your own decisions and you um, and the closing is, financing is hard and Closing is hard, and getting through, uh, uh, you know, week to week is hard. But having said that, it's not. There's a lot worse ways to um, <laughs> uh, try and make a living. But this is more. I'm enjoying this more than I did. Uh, well, at the moment, and, and working again, we're having uh, Jesse Fisk, who's my producing partner, who's relatively new. It's just uh, Jesse is doing terrifically well, and and having the opportunity to sort of support careers in that way is great as well. And I'd love the company to. Continue to grow and be successful, and but on our own terms. I think the films we tend to be doing are are, um, are in a uh, we're not chasing audiences as such. We're not trying to do anything that's uh, you're, making, you're making
0: what you want to make. Yeah, for the moment. Yeah, I
1: mean, again, Song of Granite was it's really it's an unusual one because I'm not uh, Miguel Gore or anything. So it would be, but again, it's supporting a, a visionary filmmaker and uh, and trying to put his work out they bring Pat's work out into the, the world and I think that's the uh, what we can do because Pats made a lot of films and he's made a lot of films harvest films his own company and so the only thing we can just we have to find out where we can add value to projects and if we can help and if we can't help then there's no point in us being involved. We to mm. go to somebody else anyway. Yeah. What would be what, what
0: would you see as being successful after producers on the move and then Five years down the road
1: as well. Oh, wow. I, um, uh, well, after producing the move, I, I mean, everything is, uh, there's there's a sort of a momentum to certain projects, so we'd hope that we can get, continued to kind of move forward with trade and get that into production, so that'll be the next thing. Yeah. We'd, we're, we're already starting work on the Jim Sheridan and Com Quinn documentary, and Venice of the North is shooting in Alaska at the moment, so we've got, you've got a whole lot of, a bunch of stuff which is just happening, so, um, I think if we can be in five years i would like us to have um, in a, a company that uh, has the relationships and the, and the slate to be impressive enough to kind to then you know uh, uh, attract you know high caliber talent as we've sort of done already and also uh, to sustain itself and to grow and continue to Sort of employ um, a number of people. It's very important to me to have a successful company and to keep bringing people in and keep keep growing that side of things and having a place where we can um, where new producers and can can come and and we can support them and pay people as well as we can and and have a sort of thriving company that makes good work on our own terms and to have I suppose an identity that is I hate the word brand but I think an identity that. Um, people would look at the films and go okay oh wow it's one of those films like the way people might look at a killer films project and go oh it's killer films okay this is gonna be really good and uh, or even or another level bad robot and go oh, well bad robot are doing this that's really good um, it's 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 to just try and have that that sort of identity to go okay well we'll spend time with this film because you know that the, the people behind it are really serious about it making a difference and just making good and um, strong work because I do think that audiences do will find the good work if you if you allow them to the opportunity to do so, and I think even Netflix has shown that lately. And yeah, making those and making films that sort of make a an impression or a difference in some way uh, will be good. Um, or maybe retired, retired in five, kind of retired in five years. <laughs> and have a yeah, and be. But I mean, it's um, and hopefully the industry, the film industry. I th- I do think Ireland is is really come of age. I think it's it's in terms of film, and I think it will continue to do so. I think yeah. there's um so the, 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 the
0: nominated uh, best picture anyway. Yeah, the I mean like with, with is...
1: Element and Treasure and Samson and Sabotica and, you know, it's it's uh, parallel. I mean there's there's really fantastic companies, very well established and people and and Irish producers people are, are amongst the best in the world. You'd be the expertise that is here and, and that's been passed down from uh, different generations of producers is, is really quite awesome um, it is it, it, it's difficult and, and sometimes people don't quite appreciate that and, and it can be really unhelpful when people kind of think that producers are there to rip people off and go around and drive big cars like it's it's really it really isn't the case but I mean nobody could be I mean the reason why my you know producers don't even respond to that stuff is couldn't be arsed i mean it's <laughs> like you read in some of these magazines, you're like, oh, forget about it what's the point um if they don't understand it then they'll never understand and box office oh well, this is a box office <laughs> I read this on a on a website that that didn't do very well, um, you know, but it's nobody has any idea what the international sales yeah. are or what the kind of recruitment levels are or I mean, people just don't have a clue and instead kind of go oh well this took this much and didn't take as much as Guardians of the Galaxy and so it's like <laughs> yeah you don't really know what you're talking about but that's <laughs> alright um, let them away with it
0: what do you think makes a good producer and um, for advice for young filmmakers like myself moving forward oh god it's so Um good
1: uh, what makes a good producer I suppose um, tenacity I suppose and, and um, problem solving uh, the two things and having um, uh, and and a knowledge of I suppose every area of it so from the um, development side right through to the exploitation side so the idea that you can have those I'm not saying that I have all of those <laughs> I'm not a good producer but like it's it's I, I, but I think tenacity and the and the ability to kind of get out there and sell the film and sell the um uh, the company in is 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 a hugely important part, and having an objectivity to that as well, and being—I mean—I'm always gonna think with producers, there's no advantage to a producer, a director having a producer who's, who's fighting and not getting on with funders and financiers. That's not a good producer. You don't <laughs> want your producer doing that. The point of the producer is they have to be there in between the director and uh, you know, and the financiers and funders and be able to deal with them and be able to like uh, interpret what, what is being said, you can't, uh, if you suddenly get, get all irate and cranky and, and frustrated or, um, and f- it, it, it's not a helpful position to be in, I think you've got to find a way to, to do that and if your producer um, is always arguing and fighting with with different funders or putting people's noses at a joint. Or then I think that's not really a terrific producer because really, you have to be there to be able to um persuade people around to your uh, yeah. point of view. Um, and the direct and just and supporting the director, I think is um the is the key thing as well, and supporting the vision of the director. And um, and wanting to produce this was knowing what a producer does and wanting to do that and move on to the next project, mm-hmm. um, because producer because uh, if your producer wants to direct or producer wants to write or really or producer wants to act, this sounds weird, but I anyway, mean, maybe, then I think it's it's. Strange, I think you've got to want to produce, which also often means like this is this is your fir- you fil- finish this film and you go on to the next one, and you kind of keep going with that, and then you go on to the next one. You're building a slate of projects and uh, a library of titles, um, and not just spend all that time. And that can be f- and directors want your full attention all the time. Which yeah. is probably my my biggest flaw is not is is um, focus. Uh, I think and uh, the one thing I've got to learn is focus focus on one thing at <laughs> one time Right. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah for tenacity I think and, and not giving up and just and, and problem as a problem solving and, and if a film isn't going well or if people aren't responding to the film to get out there and find another route to, to get it to where you want to get to and and being realistic as well anyway I think um uh, Thanks very much. Adam. Okay, and great. Hope you have a, a good cool. time in can,
0: and best of luck with all the, the projects in the near future. Great.
1: Thanks much, Mark.
0: Thank you.